0: The Ain't No Fang podcast from Arizona sports. Ain't no Fang.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, which means we have a Diamondbacks trade. Ain't No Fang podcast with Alex Weiner. I dragged Danny Shapiro out of sports media retirement uh, since my usual co-host, Steve Zinsmeister, is away for the holiday. I don't even know if he's away. He's just off the the grid for the holiday. Oh, he's just living
0: his best life, just getting ready for the holidays, and apparently the D-backs are getting ready for the holidays, too, (laughs) in their very specific way. They seem to do every single year for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, last year we had the pre-Christmas deal for Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and now the day before Thanksgiving... They have a third baseman, Eugenio Suarez from the Seattle Mariners, comes over to Arizona in a trade for D-backs backup catcher Sebi Savala, who was not on the postseason roster because he wasn't eligible, and Carlos Vargas, who is a you know a young, flame throwing right-handed reliever whom the Diamondbacks acquired last offseason. So the Diamondbacks have a third baseman who they can count on potentially, I guess this is the idea, for pretty much the entire season, like an everyday... Third baseman, And that's not something that they've had necessarily the last few years. Danny, do you want to guess who played the most games at third base for the D-backs in
0: 2023? I'm going to have to go with Emmanuel Rivera just because Longoria had some uh, IL stints. Am I right? It was Rivera.
1: Oh, Rivera wow. played the most games at third base for the Dimebacks. And he didn't start the season on the major league roster he started in AAA, but you know josh rojas starts up hot cools down gets sent down eventually gets traded they add jace peterson who's not an everyday guy longoria wasn't an everyday guy he went on the il so that was a, that was a position coming into the offseason that they needed a third baseman and they wanted a right-handed hitting bat and they got it with suarez so um you kind of knock out a couple of pieces with that and danny a big deal here they didn't trade any of their top prospects for him
0: yeah, uh, when we saw that this trade was going down, we were wondering what it was going to end up being. And um, you think about a guy like an Alec Thomas or some of the other pitching prospects they have, and you wonder, was that going to be the deal for a third baseman? No, they lost a backup catcher and a reliever who— couldn't make the team last year really if we're going to be completely honest so uh yeah it feels a bit like a salary dump for the mariners i i know their fans probably aren't happy he's a great clubhouse guy Um, you look at paul seawald's tweet he is thrilled to have eugenio suarez in arizona and yeah at the end of the day it's he played 162 games last year uh you can count on him to be out there every single day of the year and I think that matters for a team that has been so uncertain at third base for you know a while now. And they'll be able to throw him out there against righties, against lefties. It doesn't matter. He's going to go out there. He's going to hit home runs. He's going to drive runs in. Absolutely will strike out a lot. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely one of his M.O.s, unfortunately. Um, but he's a guy that's just going to be out there every day. And the D-backs need that at this point. They were so uncertain. Uh, you Just think about the playoffs. You didn't feel comfortable with Longoria. You didn't feel comfortable with uh, Rivera. And Jace Peterson got his World Series at bat thanks to Tommy Pham. And (laughs) that was about it. So uh, just a little more certainty over there I think will go a long way. Yeah, and you
1: mentioned the profile a little bit. um, Just kind of over Suarez. Suarez has been one of the premier home run hitters as far as infielders are concerned since really 2017. Since 2017, his home runs go 26, 34, 49, 15, but that was in 60 games in 2020, 31 31, and then it dropped a little bit to 22 last year. So he's been consistently a home run hitter, consistently somebody who strikes out a lot, but has always been an above average hitter. Uh, and even last year, which was kind of a down year for him statistically, offensively, um, still an average hitter who was a two and a half win player, and that's a significant upgrade, and they didn't have to give up too much to get him. Um, Um, Defensively, he was a little better last year than in years prior. And Mike Hazen said in a a media availability after the trade was announced that they heard that he was really intentional about getting better defensively and they expect somebody who's going to, you know, scoop up the routine plays. And that's kind of what they need over there. They have plus defenders at a lot of other places. So if you have, you know, average to above average defense at third base and above average bat, that helps you a ton over there. Um, Getting to like the clubhouse stuff, and you mentioned sort of Good vibes only is a line I keep seeing over and over again when it comes to Suarez. Ryan Divish, who covers the, uh, the Mariners, uh, posted on Twitter a quote from Jerry Depoto after the trade, and it goes, the day he walked in, he told us good vibes only, and he brought that mantra to our clubhouse and our fans. He's truly one of a kind, and we're lucky to have had him as part of our club. And that kind of got, like, that's kind of word for word what Paul Seawald said as far as good vibes only. So, um, I mean, this is kind of another veteran presence and this offseason. We don't know if Florida Scurriel is coming back. We don't know if Tommy Pham is coming back. Now it seems rather unlikely Evan Longoria is coming back. But you add another veteran voice who's going to come in here and potentially make a difference.
0: Yeah. And it seems like that's something that this team needs. Uh, You think about last year, even before the the World Series run, this was a team that obviously got along well. A lot of guys who are younger that kind of came up together. They all knew each other. Um, They were not in the spotlight last year at all. Um, they had two teams in their division that are, uh, extremely popular as of now between the Dodgers and the Padres, uh, for, for different reasons. Um... But at this point, uh, like the D-backs are... People are going to talk about the D-backs next year. They're going to have their rough patches. They're going to have their hardships. They're going to be under the national microscope a little more. And you get a guy like that in there who, good vibes only, um, you know, come June, July. Uh, say if they have another poor July like they did last year. It's going to be a guy that you want around to kind of help you break out of those funks. And at the end of the day, they still have a lot of young players. Uh, they got the 23-year-olds, Corbin Carroll. I mean, they, they've got guys who are going to still make major contributions that are a little younger that haven't gone through it as much so yeah you add a guy like that you can i mean it's probably only positive from here i probably only good vibes so good vibes only yeah i mean so tommy Pham went recently on
1: um the new york post podcast with john hayman and um and joel sherman And one of the things he said, he he talked about a few things. He talked about his own free agency and he talked about um, sort of the Diamondbacks and the young core. And he was, you know, very a lot of compliments to what they're growing there. And one of the things he said is that they're going to need the right veterans in that clubhouse to keep this thing going the way that it's going. Um, Not sure if that's a pitch to himself, but uh, at the same time, this is somebody who. Mike Hayes and in, in the front office clearly targeted as the right kind of guy, both on the field and off it. Now, kind of getting away from just Suarez in and of himself, who fills a hole, the Diamondbacks went in this offseason with several. Starting pitching, now backup catcher, although less so, uh, and then you know right-handed hitting outfielders with Pham and Gurriel as free agents. They fill third base. They still have those two big holes, but they didn't go out and spend... You know, on a Matt Chapman and for agency, they didn't go out and do anything like that. They didn't trade in their top prospects. So a big point that Hazen made is that this helps them, especially doing this this early in the offseason kind of sets up the rest of their offseason for going out and filling those holes now they can spend that money potentially on a starting pitcher now they can potentially go either bring back one of those outfielders or go get somebody else or maybe you trade one of your better prospects for another outfielder i'm not entirely sure but but it leaves you with a lot of options
0: and so here's one of the caveats that we've kind of talked about before but uh they didn't know what they're going to do at third base and we just we were wondering does perdomo play over there some does lawler play over there some mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about that now. Yeah. So I wonder if it opens the door for one of those two potentially to get traded for some position of need. Um maybe it maybe not because Suarez only has 1 year left on his contract and then a team option in 2025, but I mean that's something the d best could definitely explore now. They they don't they know who's going to play every day at third base for him. Uh they, they we'll see but I mean that's just an option they have now they they you know a day ago 24 hours ago shoot even four hours ago they they couldn't say that and now they can so I'm interested to see if uh, one of those guys is potentially available Um, because at the end of the day they got they have to get those guys on the field Perdomo needs to play Jordan Lawley needs to play and if that's not in the minors that's sure as heck going to be in Arizona probably and if it's not it's because he got traded for probably a really good MLB ready play. So um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what the D-backs do to fill, uh, you know, some of those other spaces now that uh, they don't have to worry about third base.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's part of the optionality. You don't have to run with the Rivera, Jace Peterson platoon at third base uh, going into next season. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's an interesting concept with Perdomo and Lawler because, you know, going into last season, you would have been like, okay, Lawler is the future at shortstop there. And he very well still could be somebody who they expect to be a star, um, Perdomo had a very, very good season for them and was as growing as a leader in that clubhouse. So it's two very good options. Um, maybe if there's a situation where Lawler starts in the minor leagues, he only played 16 games at AAA before getting called up in September, you give him a little bit more seasoning, and then you he comes up and you kind of work around it. You know, sometimes Perdomo plays at third base to give Suarez a day off of his feet. Sometimes he Perdomo plays at second base to give Marte the DH spot for a day. Maybe they both, I don't know, you can, you can kind of work around it a little bit. So I don't know if there's like a need necessarily. It's not like the outfield situation last year necessarily. It's like, okay, Someone here just doesn't fit in at this point. We need to trade some. It may not be that quite yet, but you're right. It, it's something that they're going to have to come across because they're going to have to get on the field at some point. So mm-hmm. um, that's certainly one. But so big trade for the Diamondbacks. Uh, again, it happened on a holiday. This just tends to be something. I mean, even last year, the Kyle Lewis trade. It wasn't quite as close to Thanksgiving, but it was around then. And then obviously seven years ago now, uh, the Cattell Marte, Taiwan Walker for Gene Segura, Mitch Hanniger trade. So lots going back and forth between the Mariners and the D-backs over the years. Big deal for the Diamondbacks. They have their third baseman for at least next year, maybe 2025. They still have all the top prospects. They can go out and get starting pitching. So, you know, productive day. Over in Arizona, over that that front office. So, Danny, thanks for jumping on with me. I know, uh, you know, at the end of a long work day, <laughs> about to go into the holiday. Uh, mine is kind of just beginning, so we're kind of going in different places. But uh, appreciate you coming on. This was the Eight No Fang podcast. So uh, keep it locked in on ArizonaSports.com for all things Diamondbacks news. Is stove is heating up a little bit. So keep it locked in.